Talk Fast Five brought to you in partnership with Microsoft, the AM Consumer and Retail Group, Takeoff, Sezzle, and Silk. The Omni Talk Fast Five podcast is the podcast that we hope makes you feel a little smarter, but most importantly, a little happier each week, too. Today is December 1st, 2022. I'm your host, Ann Mazinga. And I'm Chris Walton. And we are here once again to discuss all the headlines making waves in the world of Omni Channel retailing and apparently are shocked that it is already December 1st. December 1st? Yeah. And you hear my wow there? I'm like, yeah. yeah. Although I'm not surprised. Audible wow. I'm not surprised because it's 15 degrees outside. I know. And I'm freezing in the studio right now. Winter is no longer coming. It is here, Chris. It is. Mm -hmm. It's been here for a while, actually. And it sucks. I hate it. Can't Um, take it anymore, Anne. No, but. Something's got to give. Something's got to give. But you know what the best part of December 1st is? What? All the Spotify year in reviews come out and. That was pretty sweet. It is my favorite time of year. I mean, yes, there's a podcast year in review, which we have to talk about, yeah. but also... Do you get... Because I'm not a big Spotify guy. Does Spotify... I don't, I've never listened is, to anything this is Spotify. where This is where I don't understand <laughs> you as a human being, when you're like, I'm not that into music. Like, I don't, I don't care. I'm like, what? Yes. I have probably... My... And I probably have not played a single song on my phone all year long. What? All year long. Yeah, I know. It's crazy, huh? Not one? No. No. The only time I listen to music is in my car. Satellite oh radio, God. you know, like that's it. Such a travesty. I know it's nuts though, right? It is, but, but the, this is like the most fun time of the year because I love like my Spotify. What, what, what was your, it's what was, such a what, what random. What some highlights from your Spotify knowledge that was dropped on you this I week? I mean, tons of Brandy Carlisle. I, I like read, I read her memoir at the yeah, beginning of the year yeah. and now like Brandy right. Carlisle, but then you have like Juice World and all these like crazy songs that my kids are listening to and Encanto. Like it's, it's all over the board. This this Spotify playlist, which is funny, because shout out to Lee Dunbar, loyal listener, who he showed his Spotify his I think it was his family's Spotify list. Yes, on LinkedIn yesterday, and we were number one for him. That's amazing because we're part of his like Saturday journey to Walmart for his yeah. pickup order. He puts us in, listens to us on the way, gets away from the wife and the family. I think and like listens to us because I, I imagine the rest of the family's not listening to Omni Talk. But Lee, correct me if I'm wrong. But thanks, man. I mean, shout it's out a family to you, show. We we do a lot to keep this as a somewhat family-friendly show sometimes i get on a few rants but you know but but yeah but and the statistics that spotify shared with us were pretty sweet like i was pretty blown away like do you know we're a top 10 podcast internationally like globally top 10 percent we're in the top 10 percent of all podcasts that are listened to globally and that's amazing that is crazy yeah i mean it was one shocker after another with all the the like groovy transitions that Spotify does between every one of those stats <laughs> that you have to sit through. But yeah, um, but yes, the top ten most followed podcast, Chris. Yep, top ten percent. Yep. Yes. Also, making our meaning that we have what we, we get the label of the enthusiast as our audience profile. Yeah, did you right. See that? I did. Yeah, the enthusiast made me think of my target days. It did. Yeah. Oh, for oh sure. Like all those customer segments. But yeah, that's who we had, right? Yes. Which are super fans. Super. Which by fans. that they meant they meant our super fans. And thank you to all of you. Yes. When a podcast episode comes out, you download it right away, which is huge. That's amazing. And, and the other part, too, that I actually get off this in a second, but the other part I was especially proud of and want to say thank you to everybody for was our listenership, Anne, was up 100% this past year. You guys are And this are is awesome. year four of yeah. us. This That was after – no, this is year five of us doing a podcast. So that was off of our fourth year. We're up 100%. So you, huge, everyone huge listening, news. we love you so much. This is such a, an amazing thing. 
thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of this show. We do this for you. We have so much fun doing it. And, uh, and yeah, don't forget to leave your, your comments for us too. We want to hear your feedback. Yeah, leave us your reviews. Leave us your reviews. Just put a little thumbs up in the review, whatever, whatever yeah. strikes your Tell fancy. Tell us what we can do better. Yeah. Tell us what you can do better, Anne. <laughs> I think that's a really good suggestion. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Make me a better man. That's a pro I jam think, song. Right? I think that they... <laughs> Can't find a Pearl better man. Set? Yeah, better. Yeah, it's different. Different words. Yeah. For, but hey, it works. All right, let's let's. End I think this they gong. want. I want. They this... want us to get to the show. Yeah, Chris, let's get this gong want. show going, Ed. All right, today's fast five headlines are brought to you with the help and support of Manifest. Manifest is the who's who conference in supply chain, and it is January thirty first to February second in Las Vegas. I was just in Vegas, Ann, and I can't wait to you get warmed back. it up for us. I did. I spent the weekend with the in laws, and I can't wait to get back. OmniTalk fans can still save $200 on their registration oh, by dang. heading, dang, and that's a lot. Heading to manifest/omnitalk. That's M A N I F E dot S T slash OmniTalk. Damn, Daniel, that's so great. I forgot that about that. Brings back the days. All right, in today's Fast Five, we've got news on Target rolling out Starbucks curbside pickup to 250 stores, approximately. What we are calling an AWS retail technology product launch onslaught. Ooh. Very proud of how I wrote that. Yep. Rite Aid's new small format store concept. Claire's opening up shopping shops inside of Macy's. But first, we take off with Walmart. All right, so we are going to go to headline number one, Chris. That is right. According to data from Captify, Ooh, Captify. our new favorite data source, apparently, yeah. um, Walmart took the top spot among shoppers who are searching for online Black Friday discounts. According to CNBC, the top spot had previously been occupied by Amazon last year. But not this year. Amazon dropped all the way down to fourth place behind Walmart, Target, and Kohl's. Yes, Kohl's. <laughs> One of those is not like the other yes, ad. Yes, in that order. It's shocking. Uh, Chris, I want to know what your thoughts are, but so does A&M. They are going to kick things right off here asking you, I'll put you on the spot question. December starting off hot. About this, about this very topic. So they want to know, Walmart is overtaking Amazon in Black Friday searches this year. It's big news. But even more surprising is Amazon falling into that fourth slot. What do you think this says about the state of consumer shopping, inflationary impacts, and the relative value propositions and perceptions of big retailer discounting that Amazon was behind Walmart, Target, and Kohl's in this Black Friday discount search? Ooh, fun question, Ann. Yeah. I don't know know where you stand on this because we didn't talk about this at all heading into the show, so I'm curious what your point of view is and if it differs from mine, but- you know, honestly, in answering that question, I think it, I don't think it says much at all. Okay. You know, I say that for two reasons. Number one, I don't know about you, but I can't make heads or tails of the data coming out of Black Friday right There's now. There's a lot it's out there. It's all over the board. It's all about the headlines. It is. It is. Which it always is. It's always but... about the sound bites, right? Yeah. But like as examples of that, like Kohl's being number three, <laughs> like I read a report yesterday that Kohl's had the worst performance. Yes or expected worst performance of yeah. any of the retailers. And then like Costco's performance came out for the last month today, this morning, and it was also not good. Yeah. So like I'm just having trouble reading anything of this. And the other point I would make too, which I think is important is we can't forget that Amazon had an October Prime Day this year yes. or early access day, Yeah. which means they're going to pull some of that demand forward, which as we talked about on the show last week, again, prompted by A&M, was probably the smart move for them to do. Mm-hmm. So in a lot of ways, it's not surprising that people are looking for to Amazon less than these other players. So, yes. so net net for me, you know, while the headline is good for Captify, yes. shout out to Captify, yeah. 
I don't think it really tells a story. We're not going to know until the season's over. But what do you think? Do you I, agree or yeah, disagree? I think the headline's a little misleading here because it's Black Friday deal searches, not like sales, right, not right. like Great performance. Point. Great point. And it's not conversion. Yeah, yes, right. The, the biggest thing for me here, because I was shocked, I was like, "How is this even yeah. possible?" But you mentioned Amazon doing the like Prime Early Access sale in October and moving their sales up like yeah. up for Cyber Week. And last year, I did I did an exhaustive search. So people, correct me if I'm wrong. My memory is terrible. I have way too much going on. But. I don't. Amazon didn't do an October Prime Day event. That's right. They did one the year before, right? Twenty twenty. So I think that the demand likely, you know, last year for Black Friday and Cyber Monday for deals was going to Amazon because they were up neck and neck with Walmart, Target, and everyone else. So I don't think that you can do a direct apples to apples comparison because of the Prime Day coming up this year. And I think that you know, from a consumer's perspective, even as I was searching for my deals, like. You know that Walmart and Target especially have been so overt about price matching through the end of the year. So I wonder if that wasn't driving some consumers to be like, well, we're just going to go to Amazon and Target or sorry, to Walmart and Target first, because we know that they're they're going to have to price match. So hopefully they've gone ahead with the deals and, and kind of impacted search in that way. Yeah, that's interesting, too. That's God, those are great points. And like, that's interesting, too. So far, like every one search on Amazon the really price discerning shopper is doing another search on Walmart and another shirt yes. search on Target potentially for the price match guarantee. Yeah. yeah. And and I still think there's something to being able to get something that day. Like if you're going to go do, if you want that TV 100%. on Thursday 100%. or on Friday, you know, whatever it might be, you, you can do that yeah. at Walmart and Target too. Uh-huh. So That's a great point. Yeah, the immediacy factor. All right, headline number two. Great, great openings. Yeah. Headline. I love it. We're bringing the heat today. Yeah, heat. God, because we need it. All right, according to our friends at Retail Touchpoint, shout out to our friend Alicia there. She's awesome. Hey. Target has rolled out Starbucks with curbside pickup to roughly 250 stores. The new service is now available at select stores in California, Delaware, Minnesota, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Texas, Washington, and everyone's favorite, West Virginia. Woo! Shout out, Mountaineers. Yeah, right? (laughs) Rocky Top, is that what it's called? Here's how it works. And this is important, so listen closely, because these are some important delineations that we want to talk about on the show. Starbucks orders can be placed after the target customer receives confirmation that their standard curbside order is ready. At that time... The customer can indicate that they are en route via the Target app and place an order from the full Starbucks cafe menu. Yes. Once they have made their selection and an add for drive up option appears to let them pay and have it added to the rest of their pickup order. Once the customer then indicates that they are on their way, a Starbucks associate then begins preparing the order. The customer then parks in the designated drive up area and taps I'm here in the Target app tab, their entire just like order. That? Just like I'm that. Just like that. Yes, you have to make that sound. Mm-hmm. You have to make that exclamation when you tap the button. Okay. And then their entire order is delivered to their car, inclusive of their Starbucks. And you tried this out recently. You I were did. one of the first people to try this. I did. What is your review? Well, because Ben Shine was texting you yeah. and was like, it's here. Yeah, he's like, it's live. It's live. I know. And I was, I immediately was it's like, alive. I have to try this. I have to try this. It was amazing. Amazing. Wow, an amazing drop. Yes, some of us on this show may have been skeptical about Target and Starbucks' ability to pull this off. I'm not naming any names here, but it worked out so well. I was there the day before Thanksgiving. Crazy mass pandemonium happening in the parking lot, in the Target store, people getting whatever they could for Thanksgiving holiday, but it was perfect. It was fast. 
I ro- I pulled up and I was like, all right, I'm going to get this coffee order. I ordered two things, one for me, one for my son, ordered food and coffee in the same order. And it worked like a dream. I got my my Target pickup order. The, this nice gentleman brought it out to my car, smiling face, handed me a cute little Starbucks bag. They even have like cut up because I had two drinks. Yeah. They had cut the little drink holder in half so that they were like it was resting inside the Target bag so oh, he could wow. drop it off, Expect have my more name on less, it. Huh? To a degree. I just I love this so much. I really have the, I, I just want the ability though to just order coffee. You sometimes. do. <laughs> Yes. See that. Well, what What are your? That's thoughts? my point with it too. Like, and I can't wait to try it out myself. I'm gonna try to give it a shot tomorrow. But I think you're right. And kudos to you for calling me out on that because I did think this was gonna be very logistically hard. So the fact that it worked that well is an incredible, incredible achievement. Yes. So kudos to everyone we know at Target and everyone we don't know Hell for yeah. pulling this off because it is pretty impressive. Yes. But. I'm with you. Like, there's still parts of this that make it feel like expect more, pay more to yeah. me oh. in a lot of ways. Because, and by the expect more, pay more, it's you can have it, but you literally are paying more. You're ordering something and it's an add on. Yeah. So we're getting more from you as a customer, which to your point, I want to know, like, why can't I just order coffee curbside? Why can't that yeah. be part of it? And maybe that's where they're going. Because you can't leave Target without spending $50. They're going to make sure yeah. it happens whether it's curbside or not. Chris. I know, but that's what bo- that's what bothers me about it. That's why like, when I go back to my merchandising days, it just doesn't feel like it's fully in the expect more, pay less ethos yet mm. to me. It feels like it's built solely to entice the add-on slash impulse purchase, yeah. which Target's probably not the only one. They've likely lost a ton of Starbucks yep. volume because of how they've gone into curbside pickup. So. That's my thoughts on it. I'd love to see them go that route. But hey, it's early. Like we always say on the show, it's early. They've just test they're basically still testing it in 250 stores. Mm-hmm. Maybe that day comes. I hope it does, but I'm gonna try it out and I'm gonna report back to you. I can't wait until there is more added to this selection. And I think if you right. are if you are in one of the brands who is in the checkout lane, right. you need to be paying attention to this because if they have figured out the technology, the operational elements right. to execute on this. You are going to be wanting to get that gum, the candy. We're going to be speaking at the um, NCA conference yep. in a little bit here. Like people pay attention because this is going to change exactly like how people are getting accustomed to it with Starbucks, nonetheless. Yeah. Like it's a great point too. The tricky part with the check lane items is those aren't always located, and the inventory isn't always visible in the stores too, depending on true. which store you're talking about and which brands you're talking about, and all that. So it gets really tricky. But you're right. Why can't I get a pack of gum the same way or a Coke? Or a Gatorade or a bag of Ruffles or Doritos, like we always talk about on the show. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, if they offered a Dorito, you'd know you'd grab oh God, it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. That was so- like my, we released the Foxtrot video this week. And like, yeah. that was one of the, somebody yeah. asked, like, what did you think yeah. was so great about Foxtrot? And it was like, I mean, I can get Doritos and right. a cheese plate and a breakfast taco all in the same spot. Like, yeah, like if there's be a pop up, like, do you want a bag of Twizzlers? Yes. Sucker for that deal, right? Like, as I'm getting my order, 100%. So true. All right. All right. Let's go to headline number three. AWS announced a flurry of new retail tech product launches this week, two in particular that caught our attention. So, first, AWS supply chain. Now, AWS Supply Chain connects to a retailer's existing enterprise resource planning, or ERP, and supply chain management system without requiring replatforming, upfront licensing fees, or long-term commitments, and then provides machine learning-powered actionable insights and also offers built-in contextual collaboration. Digest that for a moment. Oh, I am, man. Take a deep breath. Fully digesting. 
Second, they're also offering AWS clean rooms, which help customers and their partners more easily and securely match, analyze, and collaborate on their combined data sets without sharing or revealing underlying data. Chris, yeah. I'm going to go to you for the expert analysis on this one because I had to read these uh, pages <laughs> about six times. So I'm going to... Yeah, I, no, it's tricky. It is something worth digesting for all yes. those listening. You may need you may need some omeprazole to help you with that digestion. A what? Prilosec, you know, one of those antacid medications. Why can't you just say Prilosec? Why do you have to like do the 25 cent like drug name of it? I don't know, because that's how I roll. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I mean, uh, of course it's how you roll. I'm just saying. What am I going to say, Tums? Because it's not as funny, We're in right? the top 10% right. of podcasts uh, yeah. listened to internationally. <laughs> like, let's give the people a generic term. At this point, we likely were. And, <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Here's my thoughts on it. I love these announcements because they both, I think, show how smart Amazon is. Okay. And the reason I say this, you take two areas where there's going to be a flurry of activity in the next year. We've talked about this a lot on our show. We talked about it with Microsoft. Yep. And those two areas are supply chain upgrades, yes. which retailers are fast and furiously trying to do, and also retail media networks, yes. which is one point that you make a lot, and you brought it up in the, in the Microsoft podcast too, which is you have to give the retailers and the brands, really the brands that are using your retail media network, to understand that they're going to have very good and clean data to be able to take action on yes. what they're seeing. Yeah. And so- Amazon, by this announcement, is essentially setting themselves up to give retailers the backbone to be efficient at both those things. So I think it's brilliant. The only question I have is how many retailers will take Amazon up on this? Absolutely. But my guess is after seeing Quick Trip and Hudson News sign up for Amazon's Just Walk Out technology, which, by the way, coincidentally, is another offshoot of the, of the AWS platform, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be more than people think as well. So, but that's my thought. Yeah. And also, if you look at the the AWS list of yes, clients, that's true. There are a hell of a lot more retailers on there than I expected and some big retailers. Yeah, like Neiman Marcus and yeah. there I mean, there was some larger retailers on there. Is this a smart move by Amazon? Of course. Yes. Uh, you know, they've already built it. Why not try to make some money right, off of it? Right. That's true too. And they'll learn so much from any of the retailers that are willing to participate. Like I think that's a really smart point. I just question how many retailers, as they're like moving forward strategically, are going to get in bed further with Amazon? Like, <sighs> and because it's going to I require know. that you build your business based on how Amazon is set up, which, yes, is efficient, like in supply yeah. chain, yes, is efficient in, you know, retail media. But I just, I really think that we're going to see some resistance from, from like the big retailers of deciding to go this direction, especially with so many of them building their own retail media networks. Like, Figuring out how to figuring out this data problem, yeah. which is a huge issue. Right. It's just a data side yeah. Of it. yeah, they can't handle that internally. The brands can't handle right. the the cleaning of the data, no. the digestion of the data, and the action to take right. on on right. behalf of the data right. on their own. So this may be a, maybe a temporary solution yeah. for some, but I don't know. I also think like this is. Where where is the breakup conversation oh, coming? The, the AWS like, monopoly. I mean, conversation? this is getting oh tangent. I know. I tangent know, alert. But, all right. Yeah. I, no. Tinfoil hat. Alert, no, I think but... it's a great point though. Like, no, I think it's important to bring it up. hundred percent. I'm just kind of jokingly mocking that you know <laughs> statement because, but it is interesting because like if they get traction here, it makes. I mean, basically they're running the platform for retail as they're also doing retail, which brings up a lot of questions. And honestly, fundamentally, totally. And I guess the last point I would make too is. Is this going to be worth it? Like Amazon's not going to give this to you for free. No. 
And when we look at the way that Amazon's operating everything else, selling on the platform, like they're taking huge cuts. And is it going to be worth it to these retailers to get in bed with Amazon and to pay whatever yeah, Amazon decides throughout the years to charge for this service? Yeah, I, I, I would have thought that too. But then when I see like Hudson News and again, Quick Trip giving the front end of their customer experience over to Amazon technology, this is all back end stuff that the customer is never going to see. That's true. It doesn't impact your brand at all. And you've got people doing that very regularly with them now. So I don't see, you'd like to think that they wouldn't, but they will. I know. All right. Headline number four, according to Chain Storage, Rite Aid has launched a new small format store pilot for quote unquote pharmacy deserts mm-hmm. and underserved communities. The first location opened earlier this month in Craigsville, Virginia, which has less than a thousand residents and two additional stores are planned to open in Virginia by early 2023. The new smaller format store will average approximately 3,000 square feet, which is significantly smaller, quite significantly smaller than the average 11,000 square foot to 15,000 square foot standard right aid location. And will also still feature a full service pharmacy along with an assortment of health and wellness products. The stores, this is important too, Mm -hmm. will also have a full-time pharmacist and a full-time pharmacy technician on staff. And your thoughts? Second second Virginia reference in the podcast today. We had West Virginia earlier. Now we're going oh, dude, to Virginia. Oh, dude, those are fighting words. West Virginia ain't Virginia. I no. know. I'm just saying two Virginia <sighs> right. references. Vir- West Virginia and Virginia reference. I got to figure out how to bring on East Virginia in this. <laughs> oh, my God. So I do like this idea of, of getting into these pharmacy deserts. Yes, I do. I just want to make sure that Rite Aid is making the investments operationally and in technology in order to execute this successfully. If we start seeing them leveraging, you know, robotics for prescription fulfillment, like we are seeing with Walgreens, like that makes sense, but that is a big investment. Um, I also think that you need to think about with all of these smaller satellite locations, you have to think about fulfillment operations and routing improvement and stuff. So like, can you fill in one location and is there somebody driving around and kind of routing all of those prescriptions so that people can still get access to them quickly because if it doesn't if they can't get it quickly then even if they do have to drive a half hour they're going to have to drive a half hour i think they're also going to need smarter inventory analysis technology to understand they're still going to have wellness products they're going to have a significantly smaller footprint so are they investing in the technology to understand like what do we need to have on the shelves in this particular region in this pharmacy desert based on the collection of information we're getting from people's prescriptions? So there's a lot of work to go into it, but in concept, I love the idea. Really? Wow. Okay. I I 100% disagree with you. I think I think points for altruism and the PR on this. Yeah. And and of any headlines we've ever covered on the show, I hope I'm wrong about this. Yeah. I'm just really skeptical of the business value here, ultimately, in the okay. long run. And for that reason, I don't like this idea very much at all. Um, and the reason I say that is I used to be someone that used to actually recruit and hire pharmacists. Oh, yeah. I used to have to interview them mm-hmm. for the 12 stores I had to staff throughout the country. And those stores in those very outlying areas of mm-hmm. the country, like, and I'm talking big cities, too, relative yeah. to what we're talking about here, like Casper, Wyoming. Right. Or Cheyenne, actually, technically, we didn't have a pharmacy in Casper, but Cheyenne, Wyoming, or Kearney, Nebraska. Like, mm-hmm. it is really hard to find full time pharmacists. So I just don't see how this works. Yeah. Where you're keeping a full staffed pharmacist in these stores in the long run. Yeah. But, you know, it's worth it. You know, the, it's worth the test, I guess, for three stores to see and to try to prove it out. 
But there's a reason pharmacies aren't in these locations already. Yep. They probably were at one time. They've gone away. People need to remember that. You know, there's nothing very rarely are there anything is there anything new in retail unless you come up with a new way to do it. Yeah. And it doesn't sound like this headline is that. To me, the whole experience to make this happen in the way we want has to be completely reimagined. Yes. And it should be, because people in these communities need access to pharmacies. But so for me, I think of things like mobile ordering and on-site pickup via mm-hmm. lockers or other yep. types of services, which, but again, I'm skeptical from reading the announcement of this, that that's what this is about. It sounds like it's just a smaller store yep. with a staff pharmacist, which is going to be incredibly difficult to operationalize over time. Yeah. I don't think we disagree. I think yeah. that we just, there's like, my my thing is it's, it could work. it's great, but the investment has to be there. They're going to yeah. have to learn. I think your point is dead on about the pharmacist being fully staffed. Like I think that's something that they're going to quickly understand. Like maybe we're going to need this one person to float between all of these. But then again, there's there's so many operational things right. that they need to figure out before this can be. But the other thing, like, that, te- but the other reason I'm I'm kind of skeptical of this. If you look at Rite Aid technologically, yeah, like and innovation wise. I would put them behind Walgreens and CVS having right. followed the headlines for the last four or five years like right. they have. Like It just doesn't seem like they're doing things. It sounds like they've actually had a lot of struggles to, to get the money to do those things. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm skeptical that this is going to work. All right. Well, let's see. Fingers crossed. Prove me wrong, Rite Aid. Do Prove it, Rite wrong. Aid. All right. Last headline, Chris. Claire's is joining the ranks of Wetzel's Pretzels and opening shop and shops inside of Macy's. According to Chain Store Age, once again, the teen and tween fashion accessories brand is teaming up with Macy's to open shop and store locations in more than 20 Macy's locations nationwide. The assortment will feature hair accessories, jewelry and cosmetics and seasonal items for holiday parties and celebrations Chris, are you going to uh, go get your your ears double pierced at the Claire's and Macy's anytime soon? No, and all I can say, stop the world on this. I want to get off. Like, <laughs> I just can't, I can't take these stories anymore, the Wetzel Pretzels, the Claire's. I mean, where does this idea end? Yeah. What's next? The sharper image? Are we bringing back the sharper image, Macy's? I can't for the life of me understand how taking everything from inside of a mall and putting it in an anchor tenant works for anyone in the long run. I Yeah, I don't know. Like, play this out for me, Ann. Like, Macy's keeps going down this path. Yeah. Doesn't it ultimately become Target and Walmart with an untenable cost structure ultimately at the end of the day too? Yeah. Because our business model doesn't work the same. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree. I mean, I think that's the ultimate question. Like who has the right to win here? Right. Target's doing this with Rowan. Like there's all these other people, like there's tons of other options and Target and Walmart are so much better than Macy's. At one, one invest shop, yeah, and at, but in, at also at the back end things like right. Macy's, you can't just keep stuffing things yeah, in your right. stores. Like you are not making any investments in bettering inventory analysis and visibility, bettering your curbside pickup and other well, services. In, in fairness, like, they did have the announcement of I think twenty five or thirty five micro fulfillment centers are going after. So they're they're making some they're making some efforts there. Maybe, but from the consumer's perspective, like that's there's, the point. there's nothing better, yeah. that is right. being invested in here. Yeah. And when you roll yeah. these concepts out, they look great in Herald Square. I just had a conversation right. with somebody about it this week about Toys R Us. Like Damn right. the Herald Square location looks fabulous and we would expect it to. Right. And maybe even peppered around the suburbs around right. Manhattan where the executives live. But when you start to right. roll this out to Minneapolis to Texas to where anywhere else yeah. they look like crap yeah. and they're not holding up the brand value for the brands that are coming Great in point. and they're they just they are there is no reason that Macy's has a right to win this 
situation, the the one stop shop, like you said, than over a target. You put the chair Walmart. at the top there, and you're 100 right. Yeah, when you start getting to the disparate locations, like it's gonna be the same thing as a Target or a Walmart that looks a lot crappier. Yeah, like honestly, at the end of the day, and let's not forget too, and there are. Claire's in 2,500 Walmart stores already, too. Right. Product, Claire's products is in 2,500 Walmart stores. Right. I looked that up already. So, like, where's the difference here? What's the differentiation? Still not a reason to go to a Macy's. Like, no. You, Target and Walmarts have grocery stores. Like, there's a reason <laughs> you're getting me in there. I mean, it's just, I don't know, Chris. I can't, I I cannot talk about this one I don't that know how, much. Yeah, I, I agree with you. But I thought you nailed that one. Dude, like, zinger to Macy's on that one, Oh, man. Nice All right, job. let's get into the lightning round, Chris. Dr. Scott Zietlau... Zitlo? I don't know how you say your name, Scott. I'm sorry. But he's a longtime Mayo Clinic trauma surgeon and medical professor who is now taking the reins of his family's quick trip that's with a K convenience store empire as his father retires from his role as CEO. Chris, what is one thing you'd hope that a surgeon would change about convenience stores? Well, I hope it's not the typical thing I associate with surgeons, which is absolute arrogance and godlike complexes. Like, (laughs) Like I, I, I didn't even say the guy's name right. I know, but I'm sorry. But for that, like I, I, this is a really weird move. You know, he's been a trauma surgeon for 20 years, and now he's going back into the family business. So, you know, aside from the proverbial things of like knowing how to keep things clean and knowing how to make cuts where appropriate, I, you know, I hope he just has the humbleness. He's from Minnesota, so he's probably pretty humble. You know, I hope he has the humbleness or the humility to approach this job with the right frame of mind because he's probably had a lot of people catering and kissing his butt for the last 20 years let's be honest oh man i would be i would be ass kissed profession of anyone in the world in my opinion i would be i would be heading to maui and just being like peace out i'm fair play to him for getting in the i gotta find somebody else to take this all right this one's fun when a hologram of sam walton in bentonville arkansas was recently asked this is true story what he would tell black friday shoppers he reportedly responded it's very important to smile at a customer, Ann. Look them in the eye and greet them, he said. Those customers are the reason for our being. Don't you all realize that? And my question is, what creeps you out more? The idea of a hologram Sam Walton or that that answer actually makes a hell of a lot of sense? Oh, my gosh. I mean, the hologram Sam Walton is I, – I was joking. I was like, are we sure that's not just like a cryogenically frozen Sam Walton? Right. That if anyone could do that, he probably would figure out a way to make that happen. So I'm going to say the hologram for sure. The hologram for Without sure. Without a doubt. Not the fact that the AI is scarily accurate. Okay, cool. <laughs> I, I expect that by now. Right, right. Like That is no surprise there to me. All right, Chris, Miami nightclub owners are mourning the loss of income from crypto bros as FTX collapses. They, this was crazy. Did this you see nuts. this? They're, they went from revenue of $6 million in the last six months of 2021 to just $10,000 of total revenue in the last three months. Chris, which of the popular crypto bro nightclub splurges would you be most interested in? Singing on stage with 50 Cent? No. <laughs> $50,000 private tables? Mm. Or a bathtub of Dom Perignon. Ooh, am I? Is it a solo bath experience, or can I invite other oh people? I don't know. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> I can I'm, let my I mean, imagination run wild. Yeah, but I'm picking the Dom Perignon for You're, sure. Oh uh huh. hundred percent. Maybe some Cristal thrown in there too. Oh my god, I would drink a bathtub of champagne. I love. It so <laughs> yeah, much. you would. You oh would. my god, oh, that's so disgusting. All right, yeah. not after anyone's been in it. <laughs> All right, let's good. clarify. Oh, but. I still wouldn't drink. A sh- you still drink it out of a bathtub? That's disgusting. All no, right, I don't know. I, I, I never used bathtub. Maybe. Yeah. All right, last one. The city of Perth, Australia. Australia's highly anticipated City of Light Christmas drone show didn't go exactly as planned. 
multiple drones began malfunctioning and falling from the sky throughout, crashing into the, no joke, Swan River as crowds watched on. Your thoughts, Ann? We should definitely attach 10-pound packages to these things. Right? That's right. That, that's such a good point. Yeah. Oh, my God. And shout out to Australia. Australia's our, in our top five of countries that listen to our podcast. So thanks to all of our fans in Australia. All right. That wraps up this great show today. Happy birthday to Zoe Kravitz, Sarah Silverman, and the woman who will always be the wind beneath my wings uh, and possibly countless others, the great Bette Midler. We got to watch Beaches this weekend. I'm going to throw that one in. No, absolutely do. I not need to watch Beaches this weekend. That's oh, the last I thing I need it. to do. And remember, if you can only read or listen to one retail blog in the business, make it Talk. Our Fast Five podcast is the quickest, fastest rundown of all the week's top news. And our twice-weekly newsletter tells you the top five things you need to know each day and also features special content exclusive to us and just for you. And we try really hard to make it all fit within the preview pane of your inbox. You can sign up today at www.omnitalk.blog. Thanks, as always, for listening in. Please remember to like and leave us a review wherever you happen to listen to your podcast or on YouTube. On behalf of all of us at Omnitalk, as always, be careful out there. And please, please refrain from watching beaches and depressing yourself this weekend. The Omnitalk Fast Five is a Microsoft-sponsored podcast. Microsoft Cloud for Retail connects your customers, your people, and your data across the shopper journey, delivering personalized experiences and operational excellence. And is also brought to you in association with the A&M Consumer and Retail Group. The A&M Consumer and Retail Group is a management consulting firm that tackles the most complex challenges and advances its clients, people, and communities toward their maximum potential. CRG brings the experience, tools, and operator-like pragmatism to help retailers and consumer products companies be on the right side of disruption. And Takeoff. Takeoff is transforming grocery by empowering grocers to thrive online. The key is micro-fulfillment, small robotic fulfillment centers that can be leveraged at a hyper-local scale. Takeoff also offers a robust software suite so grocers can seamlessly integrate the robotic solution into their existing businesses. To learn more, visit Takeoff.com and Sezzle. Sezzle is an innovative buy now pay later solution that allows shoppers to split purchases into four entry payments over six weeks. To learn more, visit Sezzle.com. And finally, Silk. The Silk Cloud DB virtualization platform is a virtualization layer between your workloads and the cloud. It helps you scale your cloud without scaling your cost. Visit Silk.us to learn more. Mm-hmm.